This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy out along with Aaron Renning here, professional sports gambler, and a very nice week uh, last week. Let's start off at college football ER, uh, a 2 and one week. Um, man, we are uh, doing pretty good uh, collectively for the season. 21 games over 500, 147, 126, and 6. So a lot of double-digit dogs cashing. Uh, have you heard the, uh, the sports book manager's uh, whining and complaining about those multi-leg money line parlays in college football. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, they they are getting destroyed uh, on those. I mean, and even like close misses, like Texas San Antonio down twenty four nothing against UTEP and and some others. Um, unbelievable. And the big one where you surprised in Michigan. Not only did they win, but they handled up on uh, Ohio State at their place. I was surprised, Jimmy. I mean, not the fact that Michigan won the game, but in the way that they they won the game, obviously going away, dominating physically, uh, you know, at the Buckeyes. I, to be honest, I think any talk where Ohio State kind of backdoors and gets in the, the playoffs, I think that's ridiculous. I, I just – you lose a game like that, you get up beat physically. I mean, the schedule wasn't that tough. The Big Ten was down – you got to show up for one game, and you know you get it on your home turf. So, um, I, I just uh, I, I was very surprised in the way that it happened. Not that Michigan was able to win, and you know they hit some big plays and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I, I was I was uh, definitely surprised with that outcome. And you know, you Matt and I did the uh, Pac-12 preview, uh, and I loved Utah. I thought they were the best team uh, in the league this year. They haven't been quite as good as I thought. Uh, we knew USC would be fun to watch, but plenty of holes on defense. Uh, their first 10 games, they played two competitive games or two teams n- anywhere close to being ranked or in that uh, power rating. Utah, they lose by a point. Oregon State had to win it in the last minute in Corvallis. Um, and uh, in Oregon, and we said, and you, Bo Nix, you thought he would do much better against uh, Pac-12 defenses. He did, but could you ever believe that Mario Cristobal – Going to Dan Lanning, it would be sort of a wash as far as game management. He had to go out of his way last week to lose that when when you outgain an opponent by 142 yards and win a turnover battle, three to nothing. I right. mean, zero for five on fourth downs. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I mean, Oregon just seems to go out like this going back the last couple of years, I mean, they just got embarrassed after embarrassed last year, and you thought maybe the coaching change would help. I think it did to a certain extent, but you you just can't blow these games and be in these games. But obviously, 
you know, it was kind of the game before. I mean, that was kind of ridiculous too, and and Bo was a little bit banged up, but that was that was kind of what led uh, to this game. So that that was uh, surprising how that went down. But I had Oregon, you know, raided through the roof uh, all season long. I kind of did last year as well, and once again, uh, they don't live up to expectations that I really would have liked to have seen. Uh, you know, a hundred percent Oregon team take on this USC team because I I think Oregon is better than Utah. I I agree, uh, I agree with that. And the injury to Knicks is kind of uh, calling them down, but also Landing uh, in his game management and those oh. uh, failed fourth downs uh, played pivotal roles in the loss at home against Washington, yeah. and then this one uh, in Corvallis. Let's stick in the Pac-12, and the hottest team is USC. So we talked about. Rarely challenged in the first 10 games. I mean, just a real soft part of the schedule. But we always looked at the last um, the last uh, three games. Notre Dame, I mean, UCLA, Notre Dame, and then the Pac-12 championship. So they're two-thirds of the way done. They've won and covered both of those games. And Caleb Williams is on fire. That whole offense is. He's doing everything. He's throwing the ball to all areas of the field with accuracy. Uh, he's running at read option perfectly. Did, does it does it appear that he ever makes the wrong read when he pulls it or uh, gives it uh, on that read option? And the in the defense, not good, full of holes. They'll be much better on that side of the ball next year. But it's their approach, knowing that they're going to score a lot of points. They're just looking for takeaways, and they're number one in the country uh, in that department. This thing is going back and forth from two yeah. to three right now at Bet Rivers ER. It is two and a half. I'll take the two and a half, or I mean, I'll lay the two and a half here, Jimmy. I mean, you know, it, it seems like somewhat the easy play, and it, it's surprising that this number has come down. I think that's the biggest thing uh, really to talk about, that, you know, it's wavered between two and a half, three. A lot of people thought it would maybe even go to three and a half, but there's been support. There is, there's definitely a faction out there that just doesn't believe in this USC team from a power rating perspective. I think there's a lot of models, computer programs that don't believe in this USC team because, you know, there was two-way action, and there's probably almost more action on Notre Dame last week. I couldn't really figure it out on my ratings. Um, I had USC favored uh, certainly by more than what the spread was against Notre Dame last week, but there was just, you could bet, you kind of bet whatever you want, and the lumber wasn't going to move because there was always going to be that take back against USC. So you're kind of seeing that. Uh, once again this week and you know however it worked out and obviously you can't schedule next year at the end but it's just worked out for the Trojans where they had that easy schedule they were able to kind of get everything down uh, with Lincoln Riley and and all these new players and the transfer portal I mean the, the lighter schedule has just worked out where they are playing their tougher teams at the end of the season when they are playing their best football uh, Riley's really done uh, a great job, and you do have the most dominating football player on the offensive side here at the quarterback position. With this point spread, Jimmy, you're really just asking them, uh, USC, here to win the game. So, um, you know, I find it interesting. I don't have a, an issue going here uh, with what has been a loaded offense. And, you know, it, it's just a great story. A win and you're in uh, to the college football playoff. You get to avenge your only loss. Uh, of the year, maybe too good of a story. But, you know, you talk about USC's defense. This Utah defense has struggled as well. They have not been good. They've looked a little bit better of late coming down the stretch. But, you know, the schedule has kind of lightened up uh, a little bit for them. 
uh, as well. So, you know, it, it's two defenses that have had some issues, with, which is kind of the, a common theme uh, in the Pac-12. But uh, I'm going to bet here the USC wraps this up and gets to the college football playoff. All right. Uh, so USC, their only loss. Again, they had uh, three separate times in that first game at Salt Lake City. Uh, leads of 14 points, 14-0, 21-7, and 28-14. Uh, also, uh, um, Utah, three fourth-down conversions and then two-point conversions. They needed yeah. all of those to stay alive. They led for a whopping 51 seconds in that first game. I think USC, um, and that was one that got away uh, from them. Let's go to the Mountain West Conference, and well, you talk about uh, mid-season sort of, well, it's uh, adjustments or um, you know, injury availability. Jay Kaner, the senior quarterback for Fresno State, he's been back now for five games, and he has been uh, spectacular. So, including the last four, 10 TDs and zero interceptions uh, for him. Jeff Tedford back at Fresno State as well. They started out real slow, but him being available has made all the difference in the world. Midseason adjustments after a disastrous Friday night game in El Paso. Uh, they go back uh, to one of their own. Dirk Cutter comes back to call the plays. They make a, a switch at quarterback. Uh, Bachman transfers out, and Boise State has been rolling uh, ever since. You're looking at the total in this one. On the Smurf turf in Boise, it's 53. Yeah, I'm going to go over the total of 53 here, uh, Jimmy. And, you know, you, you kind of mentioned it, you know, the story of both these teams, obviously with Fresno and, and Hayner, you know, missed, you know, that middle portion of the season. Uh, they went out, got beat by UConn, which you know doesn't look uh, so bad uh, as it did at the time. But they had the backup quarterback, uh, kind of a low-scoring team. But they were able to flip the switch. And it returns against uh, San Diego State, as you mentioned, five weeks ago. Really played a lot better, more aggressive, faster on offense. Last week, I think you kind of throw out that game to a, a degree. That game didn't mean anything to Fresno. I was actually surprised. Uh, Hayner played pretty much the the entire game there. And Wyoming, uh, they were off the game against Boise where they had lost their shot uh, to play in this game. So they are just both teams trying to get through that game, 30 to nothing final uh, for Fresno. But uh, it, And Fresno has a hard time running the football, so it's going to be a ton of passing. The weather looks okay here uh, in Boise. Uh, and, you know, you, you also mentioned it here. Uh, with uh, you know the Broncos here from uh, they were just dismal uh, from an offensive perspective. It was just a weird situation. Yeah. Uh, Bachmeyer going backwards uh, for this team, but you know he transfers. They make the change at offensive coordinator, and it's taken some time, you know, for this young quarterback uh, in this offense to kind of find their way. But you could see sparks, and you could see you know again they just went on this roll, uh, really and. You know, were able to have all their components as a team offensively, defensively. Played really great football uh, down the stretch. And, and really the final thing here, Jamie, is is to get me on this game over the total is, you know, I talked about it in this conference. Uh, it has been atrocious. Quarterback play, slow teams, bad offenses. Uh, I mean, you know, all so many of these teams in this conference, Colorado State was a mess. Uh, offensively played slow Nevada uh you know Carson Strong they missed him from last year uh, really on and on San Diego State San Diego State Air Force's Air Force those teams in Wyoming uh I mean all these teams UNLV lost their quarterback and again they kind of played many of these teams in Fresno 
uh, as mentioned, half the year in, in conference, they didn't have uh, their main quarterback as well. So it's really just kind of clogged some scoring here. So I think uh, you'll see two teams that they're able to put the the ball in the end zone. This one this this one goes over the total. Here's the num uh, the numbers uh, for Boise State. Those four first four games before they made uh, the switch at quarterback and play caller. Uh, they were averaging 19 points a game. Uh, the next eight, they're averaging 35 points right. a game. So uh, almost doubling an extra 16 points a game. It has made a big difference because whew, when you go to UTEP and lose 27 to 10, oh, it was uh, ugly. yeah, it's time to shake some things up. I mean, uh, Boise may not be as good as they used to be, but that that does not need uh, to happen. All right, Michigan and ER, it's a strange week because you have multiple teams two for sure, and maybe a third that has a game to play with here in the conference championship week and still make it to the college football playoff. George is in regardless. So is Michigan. And so now Michigan, and in this sort of, and I'm a situational handicapper, I had Iowa last, I mean, come on, man, let down, right? No, I ripped that ticket up uh, late in the first quarter uh, last year. Similar situation here, similar point spread, uh, 16 and a half over Purdue. I, th- I think there's going to be a little bit, uh, a decent chunk of people out there saying, same what they do last year in this spot, what are they going to roll again? I think that's pushing it up a little bit. Uh, Purdue, interesting here, catching 16 and a half points out of certainly the inferior uh, Western division. Yeah, uh, going back home with the, the Big Ten, got to have a play in the Big Ten championship game. And I, I think it sets up a little bit differently. Um, in this game, obviously Michigan had to go on the road la- uh, last week to to beat Ohio State. They're a lot more banged up uh, than they were last year as well. I mean, they're hurting. Uh, obviously, at the, at the running back position, uh, a lot of guys played last week that it certainly would have sat out uh, if it wasn't uh, Ohio State. So, um, you know, the point spread's big. It, it's it's a tough situation, and you mentioned it, it is a little strange. Um, that that you go into this game knowing that you can, you know, lose the game or lose the game close and, and still get into the or probably get into the college football playoff. Um, so that that is that's really odd uh, for that to happen. And we you know we've seen it in years past, Jimmy, where you've had these two touchdown favorites. They 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 have to win and to get in, and they 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 don't as well. So it's just not that easy of a situation, but. You know, this is a lot different team that they're going to play in Purdue as well. It's an entirely different matchup. I mean, Iowa's pretty easy to shut down as far as from, you know, you had that Michigan stacked offense against the Iowa uh, offense or uh, defense against the Iowa offense. You stop the run, you can stop Iowa. Purdue's totally different. And I think Ohio State, you know, in the first half last week at least showed some things. You could see where the Buckeyes were throwing the ball out in the boundary, going after the the cornerbacks in the secondary. They actually did very well with that game plan and spread this Michigan defense out as much as possible. So you get here on the turf, uh, you know, the quicker turf for Purdue, and Purdue will throw the the ball around as much as anybody. And note, you know, there was at least two or three games at least uh, where this Purdue team could not play the style that they wanted to because the weather uh, was so bad. And they just had to kind of win and grind out victories as well uh, to have a chance here for the Big Ten title. So 
this is more in, in Brahms' element where, hey, you got nothing to lose. You can throw the football around. You're, you're going to see at least one, two, maybe three trick plays uh, from this Boilermaker team. So this is where they've really uh, been able to surprise some teams. So I got to take a shot here. Uh, with the big points with the Boilermakers. Purdue plus the six and a half. I'm leaning that way uh, as well. Sixteen and a half. These are all of our uh, Bet Rivers numbers currently uh, at the time as we record this. Purdue plus sixteen and a half. The Fresno State uh, Boise State game over fifty three. Hainer's healthy, and Boise is uh, a much improved uh, offense, uh, 16 points a game more than what they were averaging before those switches at quarterback and play caller. Over Fresno, Boise, 53. And then USC, don't complicate it. Don't overthink it. <laughs> they are hot, and uh, they are going to score some points. USC minus 2.5 over Utah. For Aaron Renning, I'm Jimmy Ott here on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.